Welcome to The Scrumptious Woman with Juliet Caraman. This is a sacred space where we embark on a profound journey, reinventing the most intimate relationship in life, the relationship with yourself. We look within, uncover and reclaim the territories of relationships, intimacy, sensuality, kink, spirituality, embodiment, communication, parenthood, and grief. Through this podcast, we challenge ingrained beliefs and address taboo subjects. Awareness truly is the first step towards self-love. Welcome once again to The Scrumptious Woman, and get ready for an adventure as we dive deep into your essence. Together, we will receive, reveal, rewire, and restore the secrets to living a more scrumptious life. Are you ready? Let's begin. Hello, my lovelies. I'm so pleased to be with you today. And really on the back of a beautiful weekend, a beautiful weekend of slowing down. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today. We live in a society where everything is fast-paced. It's quick, 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 snapping my fingers. We snap our fingers and then immediately we want a response or we want to get the things that we want. You know, we live in an Amazon economy where you order it one day and it's there the next. And I've really noticed with my clients where especially their children, if they have children that are teenagers or in their early 20s or or even younger, they don't quite know the energetics behind yearning, behind really wanting something, wanting something and waiting for it. And yes, it shows my age. I'm 55. For those of you who remember that when it was our birthday or when it was Christmas, and especially in Holland, this is what we do. We used to write um, a list of the things that we wanted and that we'd really like to receive. Now, in Holland, that's totally cool to actually um, ask the people. So as a guest, you will ask your host saying, oh, it's your birthday. Do you have anything on your birthday list? What can I get you? And then it's totally okay to actually tell them, well, I've got this and this and this. I'd love that and that and that. And then the guest goes out and buys it. So very practical. We Dutch are. But, you know, of course, I've lived in the UK for over 23 years. But the beauty of this weekend was really slowing down, feeling everything fully, knowing that you may have a desire, you may want something really, really badly, but then that yearning piece, that piece of this is what I desire, and then letting it go, letting it go into the universe. This is yeah, typical law of attraction, wanting something, visualizing it, picturing it, tasting it, smelling it, being in that that moment that you've received it, and then you let it go. You let it go. You let God, the universe, whatever is your word for it, take care of it arriving to you, it, to receiving it. So that brings me to receiving 
and slowing down to make the time. Because like I was saying, we're in this constant get, 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 get um, mindset. And just that is the way that we interact with others. We're quickly on the phone or where we send them a quick text. We, we immediately expect to the other person to respond. I remember the days that there were no mobile phones. I remember going skiing in France um, and I have a little apartment in France and I've gone skiing there since I was, I think, age six or so. So really knew my place there, knew knew everyone around. And I, we'd all, my sister and I would always go and make appointments, um, ski dates with friends of ours. But it was like nine o'clock or 9.30, you're down at the ski lift. And if you're 10 minutes late, people would just leave. There was no way of communicating. There was no way of of actually telling them that you were late. And these days I've seen where having a mobile phone is absolutely wonderful and being, being able to be reached. And it's had all these plus points. But at the same time, it also means that people can just cancel on you really quickly, where it becomes their time is more precious than yours. Um, the other day I had someone cancel on me 20 minutes before and I was like, whoa, what happened here? And this was a, a massive, you know, massive thing. It was, was definitely, it was an accident and some, one of our kids had, had um, gotten into an accident. So she needed to go to the hospital. Completely understandable. But you also realize that yearning, that looking forward to seeing someone, making sure that you're going to be on time, make sure that you leave on time to get to that place in time without having in the back of your mind, it's like, oh, I can always text saying I'm going to be later. Oh, it's all right. I can, you know, I'll manage my way out of it. And then they're okay. They don't mind so much. But this is where it really shows what is your communication to self what's your communication to another and where can you actually slow down enough to realize what that means what that says about you and how that how the other person interprets it coming back to my brand calling called feel fully you now people have asked me why did you call your brand feel fully you And I've noticed that one of the processes that I take people through is fully experiencing. Experiencing a thought, so thinking that thought. Experiencing an image, seeing that image. Experiencing a body sensation, really experiencing it, feeling it. Instead of feeling, you can say experiencing. And then same for an emotion. Feel that emotion. So feel that emotion fully, deeply, magnifying it. I took you through a a process like that. Um, So for me, it was all about feeling, feeling emotions, feeling body sensations. And when we numb out, and not of any of our own fault. Yeah, It's often we numb out because we've had a traumatic experience. We 
don't want to have access to all the feelings, the good feelings and the bad feelings, right? Um, we have been taught by our parents that, and I'm going to generalize a little bit here, that women are allowed to have emotions. Yeah, how often, uh, if you identify as a female, as a woman, how often have you heard like, oh my God, you must be on your period or what, you have PMS? Just because you might have been a little bit more emotional and have shown this to the world. And then immediately it gets criticized. And as a male, as a, a cock-bodied person identifying with that, how often have you heard big boys don't cry? Come on, man up. Be a man about it. You know, that's for little boys. Don't be a sissy. And if you realize how these things, how these statements and how that anchors in and how that really anchors into your body and into your mind, and then that creates those pathways where you're just like, okay, I, it is not safe for me to be emotional. It's not safe for me to show my emotions. And then on top of it, if we talk about, you know, a heterosexual relationship where the woman often has lots of emotions and what we all yearn for is a man to really be emotional stable and to be there and to kind of like weather that storm while we're like, whew, like a volcano, like a big whirlpool, like, oh my God, ah! and then after we've let it out, usually we're a bit sheepish, like, oh, <laughs> and we don't want it to have affected our man so much up there, like, whoa, take it aback completely. But this is where we want like a solid man to just like, okay, got you. What do you need at this moment? How can I support you? So we'll, we'll, we'll test men. We'll test men and we'll say, um, like the other day I was, um, I was with my fiance and I had booked this really cool restaurant for lunch. And he'd kind of forgotten about it. And I'd done it a few weeks ago because he had asked saying, hey, let's let's book in a few more of these um, these restaurants so that we have them in the diary. And then uh, it's easier to cancel than to get an appointment last moment, to get a booking last moment. So I'd booked this really cool restaurant and um, I reminded him the night before. I said, hey, you know, we had a party the night before. I said, listen, just remember that we have lunch at 1.30 tomorrow. We were out. He's like, oh, yeah, cool. So he was watching his, uh, his rugby in the morning and I was working, doing some things, some meditations, and then did a little bit of work. And then afterwards, he's like, Hey, can we go to uh, can we go to the pub for for lunch? And I was like, um, no, because we've already booked. And he's like, oh, that's right. Thank you so much for arranging this. But I could kind of see like if he had arranged it, he would have remembered, and he would have when I would have said, hey, let's go to the pub or let's go to another restaurant. He would have said, no, love that, love that idea, and. I've already booked here. So I completely left it to him. I said, listen, do you want to go there still? Does that feel good? And he's like, yes, let me find out where it is. Drive you there, take you there. So 
my past me would have micromanaged and would have put in Google Maps where we're driving. But I was like, no, you know what? I am receiving. I am going to be completely in my feminine. And I'm going to let my man take care of all the rest. I've done the booking and all the rest is up to him. How we get there, what time we leave, exactly where we park, all of that. Because sometimes we like to micromanage and we like to, I mean, I'll speak for myself. We like to give directions um, on how we want a certain thing. And this is where we emasculate our men. This is where we subconsciously tell them that we don't trust them. That we don't trust that they've got us, that they're holding us, that we are safe with them. And if you actually note this even more, it is often a nervous system response it's we go into these trauma responses because we've received we've had an experience that has been quite intense and that then in our mind solidifies that we are not safe so that is why often people will try to micromanage they'll want to control the outcome of the things that they can control and you'll see this um, also with people that are on the spectrum or that have uh, learning disabilities, disadvantages, I like calling it disadvantages. Yeah, maybe they're, they're dyslexic, maybe they're high-functioning autism, Tourette's, um, whatever it may be, ADHD. It's, I would say it's a disadvantage because it's not the norm. So. One way for them to be organized and to have things in work in their mind. Um, I worked with with a boy who um, who was on the spectrum and didn't get signs. So it was just like one of the things for him was really to plan through his day to notice where he was going to be and then to tightly control that. So. We as women have also done this a lot. And if we don't let our man take charge, completely have us feel safe, then that is where we emasculate him. And that's where we feel that the relationship then gets broken. I mean, he will feel emasculated. It will chip away at the relationship. It will chip away at the intimacy between you two. And all of a sudden, resentment will build up. You know, little things that haven't been said, little things that have slipped under the carpet. You might have shrugged it off. But if your man then stands up and says, like, hey, I've got you here. Just It's in my hands now. Take care. You don't have to micromanage me. Like, it's like, okay, perfect. So yesterday we got to this restaurant. Absolutely wonderful. It was massively, wickedly hot in uh, in the UK. And um, the waitress, waitresses were, were lovely and, and really, really charming. And at one point I could just see where he started 
getting a little bit activated and it's like, oh, what's happening there? Curiosity, right? Staying in that curiosity. And it was his drink. He'd asked for an iced tea, cold iced tea, and it came lukewarm with about three ice cubes that had completely melted. And it was so funny because I could feel myself wanting to step up and it's like, tell them exactly what he wanted. So he'd asked already for a lot of ice. Then it still came back like that. Then he asked for another cup of ice on the side. And then, of course, by the time he'd added that to the tea, it wasn't very nice. But I could see him strug- not not struggling, but just kind of like, oh, how do I how do I get this across to the waitress who's about nineteen, sweet, um, but just not very knowing. Um, and it was really a challenge for me to just let him be and to notice his perfection, to notice his uh, like his knighthood, right? We we call these archetypes. Um, and really let him step into that knighthood, into that king archetype. And I was like, oh. So he slowed down. He asked exactly for what he wanted. The waitress completely understood it and also felt really taken care of because he explained it in a way that she could understand what he was feeling. And he said, listen, it's a hot day. I asked for a cold, refreshing iced tea. I got one that's freshly made. Thank you for that. But it's very warm. But I asked for ice in it, and you gave me three pieces of ice that by the time you walked to the table had already melted. And then I asked for another cup of ice, which you sweetly gave to me. And now it's just not a great experience. So she apologized. The owner of the restaurant came out and she was charming. She looked at the drink and she's like, no, went inside, got him exactly what he wanted. And actually what she, she looked at it, tasted it, smelled it and said, no, that's not at all what's on my menu. And you could see the pride that she took in, um, in her menu, in her establishment. It was really, really beautiful to see that interaction between my fiance and um, and the owner. And why I'm saying this to you is all because of slowing down, slowing down to actually experience these moments, to actually build a connection. We got to chatting to her and know that she's from Hong Kong, doing all kinds of really cool evenings there in the restaurant. And um, they started talking wine and um, champagnes and local wines because we're here in East Sussex and they do some really cool um, wine and champagne in, in, in England. And just if we had not been present, that would not have been available. In just these moments, when you can be so present with someone, when you can slow down and when you can really feel them, it leaves everyone feeling so much better. And she immediately, I tagged her on, on Instagram. She tagged me back. And it's just like, yeah, I, she came to, she's like, you're a really nice couple. I can see that a lot of people feel very safe and very, um, 
very inclusive in in your attention in in your community and in, in being around you and I was like yeah that's a, that's a good observation thank you people do feel safe around us and that is I think one of the biggest gifts that you can give anyone is to feel safe because we live disembodied from this vessel from our body and that's often by being disengaged from it from having had an experience that was too fast too soon for us to move through and then we just kind of like numb out so it's either drinking a bit of alcohol or it's playing games or it's scrolling on Instagram and all of these are not bad but if you notice that you're doing this more to soothe yourself then the question may be like oh what am I really trying to soothe here? What part of me may need a bit of light shining onto them? And that's where slowing down actually is a beautiful way into receivership, a beautiful way into receiving yourself, noticing what's going on, your thoughts any images, any body sensations in your emotions. And that's really what cultivates this mind-body-soul experience. So lovelies, it's really important to slow down, to slow down and feel our emotions, to slow down to feel the body sensations that may have been coming up. And notice where, again, awareness is the first step towards self-love, right? And where you may not be aware or you may be disembodied, where you may have experienced something that popped you out of your body. And this is what happens very often. I see a lot of people that live quite disembodied lives that don't really have access to their body that don't quite know if they're grounded, what's happening in their body. When I say, hey, tell me a few body sensations that are going on, they kind of look at me blankly and they're like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, tell me, or is there any tingling? Is there any buzzing? What's happening with the sensations in your body that they don't really know? So that is for a whole new podcast. And I do want to really go into that a bit deeper body sensations and how we can become fully embodied. You may have heard this term and I will speak about it in the next podcast. Until then, much love. Thank you for joining this Scrumptious Woman podcast. I appreciate you being here as time is your most precious commodity. If you enjoyed these insights, please hit the like and subscribe button. By doing so, you'll stay connected. Visit feelfullyyou.com for a wealth of resources, tools and guidance to support your journey towards living a more scrumptious life. Follow me on Instagram under the handle Juliet Caraman, French spelling with double T-E, Caraman, K-A-R-A-M-A-N. Facebook, again, Juliet Caraman. Now don't keep this magic to yourself, but share this podcast with anyone 
who you feel will benefit from this energetic exploration. Spread the wisdom, ignite their inner fire, and empower them to embrace their true selves. Together, let's create this ripple effect of transformation and inspire others to embark on their own journey of self-discovery. Thank you for being part of our vibrant community. Stay fully you and continue to radiate your unique essence in all that you do.